We have a really good audience tonight, and we're glad that you're here. Just say a couple of things. Uh, I don't have a PowerPoint tonight, so we will do it the old way. Also, to be even older than that, it'll be by the King James Version. So if uh, you use your pew Bibles, we'll understand that there might be a few words there will be a little bit different than what it's written in the Bible that you have. What I'd like for you to do to begin with tonight is uh, open your Bible, pick out a verse, I don't mean just pick out, just open it somewhere in the New Testament and pick out a verse and read it, and then we'll say a few words about that in a few minutes. I'll give you a few minutes to look at that and, and, and just just find a verse that that is handy. It, uh, don't particularly go to get your favorite verse or whatever. Just pick a verse out of the Bible. While you're doing that, I will explain that anytime I stand before you, I hope and pray that one verse I read or something that I say will cause you to think about those things throughout the coming week and maybe even the weeks that are to come. We're going to talk about understanding, and, and particularly understanding the Scripture. In Ephesians, the third chapter, verse number 1 through 4, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me toward, to you, Ward, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote aforetime a few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. As the things we want to notice from the verse is that he had written them before, and he, and he said that you may, when you read, you may understand. And that'll be the whole lesson tonight, is when you read, you can understand. The reason many times we don't understand the Bible is because we don't read enough. And so that's, that's the point I hope to get over, if, if nothing else, tonight. And we're all familiar with Acts 8, where that Philip and the eunuch, or Philip went to the eunuch. He was sent there to preach to him. We want to pick up the 28th verse of, of Acts number 8 and see what happened at that place. Was returning, setting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said unto him, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man, should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up to, and sit with him. The place of the scripture where he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb dumb before his shears, so opened he not his mouth. And we all remember the story that, that Philip started at the same scripture that he was reading and preached to him, Jesus. Now read this because there was a good thing happening. The eunuch was reading the scriptures. He was coming back from Jerusalem and he, was worship, he had worshipped God. So he was searching the scriptures to see what he should be doing uh, and what, and as, as we should do daily. But also as, as he did that, when Philip talked to him, he said, Do you understand what you're reading? 
So in a minute, I'm going to ask you the same question about the verse that you hopefully looked, looked at before we started tonight. But remember that sometimes we need help from those that have read, those that do understand more than we understand. And we need help from them to be guided in God's ways so that we'll live closer to Him. In Luke the 10th chapter, verse 25 and, and 26, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Good question. Master, what do I need to do? What can I do? Jesus looked at him and said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? Well, this, this lawyer, he knew the law. He said, Love God with all thy heart, soul, and strength, and mind. Love thy neighbor as thyself. But the question, he was still wanting to tempt Christ, and so he said, Who is my neighbor? He still had a problem with it, but he did. He had read the word, because Jesus asked him, he said, How do you read it? How does it read to you? So the thing I want to point out, or one of the things I want to point out, is that we have to work on our understanding all the days of our life. We can't quit because we're 86 years old, D. But we have to continue to study and, and read the Bible so that we can understand it. We won't ever understand it all, but we, will, we can work on it all the days of our life. As we get older, I believe our understanding should get better. I don't know that mine has, but it needs to get better because we've read more. We've compared the scriptures with scriptures, and we've learned from the scriptures, and it should get better. As we study the scriptures and as we learn, we learn more about our daily lives and how to con conduct them as well as our spiritual lives. And when we understand, it makes life a whole lot easier to live. The question then, do you, the verse that you read, do you understand it? I'm sure some of you might have read a verse that, that you don't understand. So if you don't understand it, what can you do to understand it? And we've already answered that, but we're going to, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. To understand is to grasp the meaning, have a thorough knowledge of, or know all you can about any given subject. Understanding is comprehension, the ability to understand and judge. Remember what the Scripture said? When you read, you can understand. You can un the comprehension that he's talking about here. Understandest thou what thou readest? And I want to say here, lest I forget, if we don't read, we won't have anything to understand. And that's the problem with a lot of the world today because they don't read the Bible. They don't understand the Bible. They don't know what, the what God would have them do to, in order to have salvation of their soul or to be saved. The, the thought is to remind us this, more, this evening of why we need to read the Bible. To encourage us to read the Bible so that we can understand. There are people that I've heard of and have known that have read the Bible through and through and it never was converted. 
why, how could that happen? When we read, we can understand. We're going to notice also that when we read, we need to see, read it in accord with God's Word to see what God would have me do. If we read it just for the reading, we won't get anything out of it. And I think I've used this example before, but one day I was listening to the radio and I heard a man say that he found an old Bible in his mother's thing. And he picked it up and he hadn't seen one and he hadn't read one in years. And he said, you know, man, it's a good reading. It's, a, it's got some good stories in there. But you see, he didn't understand. He missed the point. He was reading it like you would read any other book. He wasn't reading it for his soul salvation. To cause us to know the importance of it, I want to read 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So what we have is the Word of God. And it says, the Scripture tells us that all Scripture is written. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So how important is it that we read it and understand it, and that we apply it to our life as, as we live from day to day. 2 Peter 1, verse 18 through 21. And this voice which came down from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you, will, you do well that take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the, and the day star arises in your heart. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not of old by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. To understand the Word of God, we must be able to interpret the Word. We must be able to... Test the word by the word. That wasn't what I was going to say, but that won't come out, so we'll use it. <laughs> we need to, to use the word and, and compare it with the word, and when we find that out, then we have a way to understand. But he said we have a more, nor, more sure word of prophecy. He also said that no prophecy is any private interpretation. So we're assured of the fact that when the apostles and those that wrote the scriptures they wrote them, and they wrote them exactly what God told them to write. It wasn't something from their mind or something that they understood. But the word I was looking for a while ago, we, we compare the Scripture with the Scripture. So we'll do that. But the, the apostles gave only what God said. So it's important that we read only what God said. That's according to our life. We can't have our own thank souls, or we can't go as the scripture you looked at before we started tonight. If you looked at that scripture, only applying to you for something that you believe that, that, that's okay to do, rather than what God would have you do, then it's of no use to you. So we, private interpretation is not important to us. What we do need to do is, is compare scripture with scripture until we come to an understanding of it. 1 Timothy 4, verse 13. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. This is the admonition that, that Paul gave to the young evangelist Timothy. 
till I come. Continue to read the things that I've written to you, the things that you have, and then when I come, we'll discuss those things. As I said before, we, if we don't know anything about the Word, there's no way that we can understand it. How can you understand something you know nothing about? We read, read very often 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I've added mine, or come into an understanding of the truth, rightly dividing the word of truth. You see, when we study and we rightly divide it, then we see what God would have us do. In Job, the 28th chapter, verse number 28, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil, or sin, is understanding. How do we show that we understand what God would have us do? How do we show that we understand the Scriptures? He said, by departing from evil, departing from sin. All those things show that we believe God's Word and we're striving to live it out to the best of our ability. In Mark 13, verse 14, But when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, notice, he said, when you, know, when you see these things, standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understandeth understand, then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. He's given a warning about the destruction of the temple, and he said, you've read about this, and he said, you read. It's been spoken of in, the prophet, of, in Daniel. It's been spoken of in, the, in Moses, and it's been spoken of in Psalms that these things would happen. When you read these things, do something. So when the Scripture says we need to repent and be baptized to be saved, then we need to do something. And there's many other Scriptures we could refer to tonight that would show that there's action on our part when we read and understand. In Romans 3, verse 10, 10 through 12, As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Remember, when we read, we should read to seek God's will. But he said, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. I don't believe there's anyone in the crowd tonight that doesn't understand God's will. We don't understand it perfectly or we, would, we could live a perfect life. So it's still necessary for us to read and, and understand from day to day as we read the Scriptures that we will know where we will spend eternity. Proverbs 28, verse number 5. Evil men understand not judgment. Think about that one for a minute. But they that seek the Lord understand all things. Why do sinners not come to obedience of the gospel? They don't understand. They don't understand that there's going to be a judgment day. There's going to be a time when we're all going to stand before God and give an account of the things that we've done in this body. Ephesians 5 or 17. 
Wherefore be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Are you unwise? Do you want to be unwise? Do you want to be thought of as unwise? Then we need the lesson of the evening to understand what the will of God is concerning me and you. He says if we fail to understand, he says that we're unwise. And again, we ask the question, how could we know how that we are to live if we know nothing about it or what it is? Say again that the eunuch read the scriptures and at that point he was unwise because he didn't understand the scriptures. But through the help of Philip he was able to become wise and know what the scriptures had for him to do and he was willing to obey what the scripture said. In Mark 4 verse, verse number 12 that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. Without hearing, without understanding, how can we have forgiveness? He said, they see, but they don't, they don't see it. They don't get it. They hear, they don't get it. So that's why it's so important that we Read, and when we read, that we understand what the Bible teaches. In Proverbs 24, verse 30 and 32, <clears throat> I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man of void of understanding. I want to think about it for a minute. He said he went by this field, and there was some reason that this fellow that had the field was slowful. He saw that when he went by. He went by the vineyard and he said that person was void of understanding. He didn't get it. He didn't know how to run a vineyard or how to have a vineyard. He continues by saying, Lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. That's how he knew that's how he knew that the field, that the man that had the field was slowful. He got the understanding from that. That's how he knew that the vineyard, the man of the vineyard didn't understand because he didn't put the fence back up. He didn't put the stone wall back up. He didn't take care of, of the vineyard. And here's what happened. Here's what happened. Then I saw and considered it well, looked at it, understood it. I looked upon it, and I received instruction. He saw that there was no understanding there. He saw and learned that he needed to be above the ones that he had noticed here in these two fields. In Mark 7, verse 14 through 15, And when he had called all the people together unto him, that's the Lord talking, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. Brought the people together. I want to tell you something, and I want you to understand it. We go back to those that hear but do not understand. So that's what the Lord was wanting them to do here. 
He said, There is nothing from without a man that entereth into him can defile him. But the things that come out of him, those are they that defile the man. And we're going to read Matthew's account about this in, in a few minutes. But he said, What you put in your mouth <coughs> won't defile you. It won't cause you to lose your soul. But what comes out, and we know but what comes out comes from the heart, and that is the danger that he's speaking of here. First John 5 and 20, And we know that the Son of Man is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Jesus came to give us that understanding, and we have record of it. We have it written down. The Scripture says he came to his own, and his own received him not. They were expecting him, and they wouldn't receive him. So he said when he came, and this is how we can have that understanding, is because we know what God's word or what Jesus said while he was here. In Matthew, the 15th chapter, in verse number 10, where Jesus started a parable here, he said, hear and understand. As we read a few moments ago in Mark, the same thing that Matthew wrote here. Hear and understand. Peter asked him a question. He said, what does this parable mean? And Jesus said, are you also without understanding? Don't you understand? I said, hear me and understand. And then he asked the question, what does it mean? What is this parable? Do not ye, do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in, into the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the draught? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. Do you not understand, Peter? I told you plain. It's the things that come out of the mouth that will defile you, the things that will cause you, cause you to lose your soul. In Romans, the 15th chapter, verse number 21, <clears throat> But as it is written, To whom he was not spoken of, they shall see and they shall have, and they that have not heard shall understand. There's millions of people in the world today that do not know God. But the scripture here tells us that they that have not heard can understand. There's not a living soul that can't understand if they put forth the effort, effort to do God's will. I believe all that, that, that here can understand. We that have been taught should make every effort, every effort, to understand, to be sure what we believe the Word of God teaches is true. You know, it's been said from this pulpit many times that a lot of people in the world say we just understand it differently. And I believe the scriptures we've read this far and the ones we'll read prove that that's just not true. It's not true in anything else we do. We don't understand things different and come out with the same answer. You see, we either understand or we misunderstand. 
After Christ's resurrection, he reminded the people of these things that we want to say here that they, that they need to understand. Luke 24, verse 44 through 48. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. All things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name, in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. I think it's interesting and, and a verse that we can use sometimes whenever we're speaking to other people because some people say, well, the old law has nothing to do with it. But what Jesus said here that this, all the things that were written in the old law had to be fulfilled. And that's, that's why he died upon the cross. I, I believe it's interesting to note that he said in the law of Moses and in, in Psalms, and the prophets. So we have those that are a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Those are things that we need to understand as well. But he said he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. They had known those things all their life, but yet some of them didn't understand. As I said a moment ago, he came to his own and his own received him not. Those that should have known, those that should have been anxious to obey Jesus they rejected him. In Romans 11, verse 33, O oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. We can search the scriptures all the days of our life and we'll never understand all of it. That's the beauty and that's the reason it's different to all other books that we read because we can always gain more understanding, more about the Word when we read it. <clears throat> Mark 12, verse 33 through 34. And to love him with, uh, let me back up. There was a scribe came to him and asked him, which is the greatest commandment? And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, and no man does ask him any questions. He said that to love God, to love our fellow man, is the greatest commandment. And Jesus said that he was close to the kingdom. We don't know if he ever made it, but he was close at that point because he understood what the scripture said. Proverbs 3, verse number 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. I think we know this. I think we've known it ever since we were very young. Our understanding is not important. Our own understanding it's what God would have us understand and obey. That's what's important. Lean not 
to thy own understanding. But the understanding we need, it comes from the Word of God and through a study of it. Paul's prayer for the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 1, verse 15 through 19. Listen closely to the prayer that he prayed for them. He said, Wherefore I also, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto the saints. Paul had heard about the good deeds they were doing and that they were obeying God. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of the calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the, in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. His prayer for them, and they were doing the things, he commended them on the things that they were doing, but he said he prayed that God would open their eyes, open their understanding. And that's my prayer for us tonight, that through something we've said tonight will cause us to understand a little better about what God would have us do. Whereby, when you read, you may understand. We understood by the scriptures we've read that not just to read, but we have to study. We have to rightly divide the word so that we can understand what God would have for us. How important is understanding what we read? I think everybody here knows what the answer is to that one. Joshua, the first chapter, verse number 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prospers, and then thou shalt have good success. How important is it? Meditate upon it day and night. Understand it. Do all you can to understand the Word of God as you live from day to day. If there's one here tonight that has never obeyed the gospel, we'll offer the invitation of the Lord. If you've been taught and would like to be baptized, we'd like to assist you in that. If there's one here that needs the prayers of a church, we'd invite one or both to come as together we stand and sing.